you, EBO? We are going to talk about something that is going on as we speak. He's a senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy, Dr. Bonner Cohen. Back on the show, we're going to talk about the United Climate Summit that's going on and what they're talking about and why some of it's cray-cray and some of it might actually make sense. Hi, Bonner. Good morning. How are you doing? delighted to be here. I'm glad to have you. So tell people what this conference is all about. Uh, This conference, which is called COP28, COP is UN speak for Conference of the Parties. The 28 refers to the fact that this is the 28th such conference since 1995, and it is designed to address uh, what global elites would have us believe is a climate crisis, which must be urgently dealt with, dealt with by sacrifices to be made by uh, not the people who are running the show globally, but by ordinary people. And what we are supposed to do is accept their narrative that man-made emissions of greenhouse gases are warming the earth to such an extent that it poses an what Biden refers to as an existential crisis for the planet. And among the measures that must be taken is a complete transition away from fossil fuels into what we are told are readily available, affordable, and reliable alternatives, uh, which are not readily available, they're not affordable, (laughs) and they're not reliable. Amen. And what this will entail is governments will increasingly determine the choices that we make. Uh, The automobiles that we purchase, the appliances that we put in our homes, the transportation services that we use, everything. This is is an all-encompassing agenda. It has actually nothing whatsoever to do to do with the climate and everything to do with granting power and an enormous amount of money. Uh, taxpayers' money, investors' money, and what have you, the money that will flow into the hands of purveyors of renewable energy. And if the COP28 conference gets its way, they're going to create a brand new fund called the Loss and Damage Fund, essentially reparations to poorer countries from richer countries for all the damage that we are said to be doing to the Earth's planet. So it's it's a gigantic scam, extremely ambitious in, in its implications, but we should take this seriously because, sadly, they're in power and we're not. It sounds like it's a nice little place where democracy goes to die, honestly. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I don't know why I can hear myself in your phone, but I'm hearing myself when I talk. It's like double feeding back. But anyway, I know this COP28 thing is nothing short of a money grab and a power grab. Everybody else knows that, but they think it's a good idea, so they're going to keep doing it. And what can we do to fight them, Bonner? Okay. First of all, uh, the more of us who realize what these people are ultimately up to, do not accept their narrative, but Challenge it at the local level, at the state level, and wherever you can. One of the things that our listeners can do, for instance, uh, if someone proposes to put a wind farm or a solar array farm anywhere near your community, you can get out and you can fight that. And a lot of these have been stopped dead in their tracks 
because of local resistance. These things themselves are scammed. Uh, they don't produce reliable energy. All they produce are subsidies for the developers. That's one of the things you can do. Mm -hmm. Secondly, alert people to you know, the, the whole micromanagement that, that is of, of our lives that is at stake here. For instance, increasingly, these people not only want to control all the things I spoke about earlier, but now the food that we eat. Farmers are now in the bullseye of the climate alarmist, led, by the way, by our climate czar, John Kerry, Imagine who has that. said that we must change our farming practices. Now, what Mr. Kerry knows He's about so farming, uh, you, you can pretty well imagine what that is. But this is serious. Uh, they are targeting our cattle uh, because of the methane uh, that ultimately results from grazing of, of cattle and Me sheep. Meanwhile, John Kerry farts while he's talking at the COP summit. Yeah, so Maybe we exactly can control right. what he eats. Yeah. And um, just to show you the, the, the power that, and the influence these people have, uh, Bill Gates, who is one of the uh, leaders of the uh, whole global climate change agenda, and obviously a man of tremendous wealth as co-founder of Microsoft and also protege of the late Jeffrey Epstein, uh, it is Mr. Gates who is buying up hundreds of thousands of acres of U.S. farmland. What's he going to do with that farmland? Produce food? No. He's going to put up windmills, he's going to put up solar panels, taking land out of agricultural production and putting it at the service of renewable energy. Uh, this is not going to bode well whatsoever uh, for feeding not just Americans, but we export an enormous amount of food worldwide. But if we go from meat to insects, and believe me, these people are deadly serious about doing away with hamburgers and replacing them with grasshoppers, uh, cockroaches, flies, you, you name it, uh, and put that into our diets or artificial meat, artificial vegetables, things like that. Uh, you're talking about an attack on the global food supply. Uh, we have 8 billion people on the earth today, and they need to be fed. And they're not going to be fed by a lab-produced meat. And they're also not going to be fed by policies designed uh, to lower the amount of carbon dioxide, CO2, in the atmosphere, because doing so uh, will lower agricultural productivity. Uh, these are things which are immensely harmful and will do an enormous amount of harm to the very people who can least afford it, which are middle-income people and lower-income people, be well, they in the and, United and, States or And depraved else. countries around the world where we do send food. So if we're taking away our farmland and we're taking away animals, you know, we spend millions of dollars and we shut down pipelines to save a turtle, a frog, and a bird because we don't want to harm animal species, but yet we're going to cut back on all of the sheep and the cows and stuff like that that feed people and keep them alive because God put animals here for us to harvest them. You know, they, they want to save the, the animals they feel might go extinct and then just go ahead and cull off the ones that are actually feeding the people. Doesn't that make perfect sense to you? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. It, in their world, it does make perfect sense. What is wrong with these people? They have, they have I mean, demonized... Uh, so-called carbon emissions, what they're really referring to as atmospheric levels of, of carbon dioxide, 
the country that is benefiting most from that is none other than the People's Republic of China. Shocker. Uh, which has a stranglehold on the raw materials that go into solar panels, wind turbines, the materials that go into batteries for all the EVs uh, that the climate alarmists tell us will be on our streets in the, in the, uh, in the years to come. To produce all of those things, uh, the Chinese need energy. And where do they get their energy? They get it from coal. Yeah, because they're the opening Chinese refineries are, every week. They open another refinery. They are going exactly in right. big so and deep. It, and, and, what, and what do those coal plants do? They actually raise CO2 emissions. So, in the name of lowering CO2 emissions, we must raise CO2 emissions. So, the whole program collapses by its own standards. Well, the bottom line is they're trying to collapse the U.S. I mean, oh, let's oh, be honest. Absolutely. That's what's happening. It's in. The, it's been in their plan forever, and they expect it to be done by 2043. If you knew the Chinese plan and you were aware of it and you were at this conference, you could speak on it, but everybody would probably shout you down. Dubai probably doesn't really like this whole let's get rid of oil thing, even though, you know, the summit and everything takes place in those in those places. But when you start talking about getting rid of farm animals and taking over farmland for wind energy, which is not a constant source or sun or solar energy, which is not a constant source. It's a nice supplement, but it cannot replace the current um, fossil fuel situation that we have because most of the electricity people are getting for their electric cars is coming from fossil fuel to create that electricity so that you can feel better about yourself. But the bottom line here is they're screwing with our economy at a, at a level and at a pace that if we do not catch on and do something about it very, very quickly, we are going to fall. We've got this Maduro guy over in Venezuela now going after Guyana because he's going to steal their oil, but yeah, nobody's going to be able to stop him because we've got our feet in too many fire because our president is a puppet and no one is running this country correctly. I can't take it anymore. Uh, if you look at the quality of leadership in a world that's become an immensely dangerous place, now look at the likes of uh, our geopolitical leaders, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, uh, the, the spokesman for both of them, John Kirby, whom we remember so fondly from the uh, evacuation from Afghanistan. These people are completely out of their depth. They have absolutely no idea what the Chinese are up to, no idea what the Russians are up to, no idea what the Iranians are up to, and no idea what the North Koreans are up to. And what they're doing is they're undermining the United States. They are also under undermining our allies. They have bought into the global warming agenda whole hog, and um, these people need to vacate the premises as quickly as possible. Otherwise, the Chinese goal of world domination will, in fact, be reached, and it will have been reached in no small way because we let it happen. You're not wrong on anything you just said, but we can't get people to catch on to this. It's like they don't respect their freedom enough to stop the people from taking it away from them slowly because they're like sheep, Bonner. So I don't know how we go about making this stop, but it's it's for people like you and I, this is a really big deal. Oh, it is. And in fairness to the people, they have been thoroughly brainwashed. Uh, if you look at today's college students, uh, these kids 
uh, were born and raised on in public schools and not a small number of private schools that thoroughly indoctrinated them in, into all of this. That's reinforced by social media. Uh, that's reinforced by traditional media. And they, with very rare exceptions, have not heard the points of view that you and I are expressing this morning. And as long as that monopoly is there, which is a reflection of how the left has captured our institutions, uh, education, media, corporate boardrooms, you name it, they control it. As long as that is is there and is being uh, unchallenged, and by the way, there are signs that it's a long last being challenged, uh, then we can only expect that you're going to turn out more people who will dance to the tune of the Pied Piper. Well, we're screwed then, because I don't know how we are going to make this happen with the way things are right now. I just don't know how we're going to make it happen. So it's very, very scary for people like me who actually get it. And it should be scary for everybody. And let's face it, this administration is not going to change its ways by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I don't see our educational establishment or anything like that, even though it's big, even though it has come under considerable criticism uh, in recent weeks uh, because of something that, that's ultimately un- unrelated, but has exposed them for the frauds uh, that they are. Uh, our woke universities who are miseducating along with the high schools and, and uh, elementary schools are completely miseducating an entire generation of, of people, making them susceptible to all the lies that they are being told by those in power. Yeah, it's it's a frightening thing, and we can only hope for the best, and the best we can do is to continue to put the word out. So thank you, Dr. Uh, Bonner Cohen, for helping out with that today. He's a senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy. The United Climate Summit is going on right now, and you all need to make sure your voices are heard by writing your congresspeople and making sure they understand that we do not want what they have planned. Bonner, thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.